0: Welcome back to The Strong Room, presented by Macmillan Estate Planning. Today's program is focusing on one of the cornerstones of successful estate planning, which is leaving a positive legacy with our lives. Here is estate and trust planning specialist Sherry Macmillan in conversation with John Gibson, the president and CEO of Tervita Corporation, a leading environmental and energy services company. Tervita's legacy of making a difference in the community was at work in helping out during the disastrous fires that ravaged Slave Lake a few years ago.
1: We got a chance to help them rebuild and and finish a hockey rink, which is really the center of communities in in Western Canada. And uh, that hockey rink, I think you know, it represents coming together and having a place to rebuild when you've lost everything. And we thought a really big part of helping build that arena, which I believe is still the Trevita Arena there in, uh, in Slave Lake, we brought in the Stanley Cup as a part of trying to help them rebuild. It's such a a big part of the lives of people that love hockey. And and uh, Bill Hay, the Hockey Hall of Fame, Phil Pritchard and others uh, helped us get it to Slave Lake. And uh, we took it to an elementary school, and you've never seen such joy as those children, they forgot the fire, and that's really what it was about. It's about uh, helping people through those kinds of tragedies, and and then we took it to a retirement center, and we got to see all the people in their 80s with their uh, favorite jersey on, and put that Black Hawk jersey on, kiss Bill Hay, who was on the Stanley Cup team, 1961, <laughs> and, and then kiss that cup. and. I think the cup really needs a, a good sanitizing after any visit, but uh, they, they absolutely just can't get enough of the Stanley Cup and, and the passion for that and the, and the opportunity to, to be in a community where you can see the tears and see the joy that uh, comes from, from doing things that are, are meaningful. Uh, I think that's the core of great
0: companies. And Tervita was very involved in helping out in the Calgary flood of
1: 2013 when the floods occurred and we were just about on top of the stampede uh, when the water began to recede and there was a chance to say, are we going to have a stampede, yes or no? And uh, because it built the relationships there, a lot of telephone calls occurred, and we wanted the stampede. We feel like it's part of the – it is part of Calgary. And we were asked if we could help the the stampede family and and such a close-knit group of volunteers, I think almost – Uh, 2,500 volunteers in the Stampede and many of our people are Stampede volunteers and so it was literally 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning and there were going to be meetings at 7 a.m. to discuss what's possible is it going to be doable and I called one of our guys and I said you know, I know it's 4 o'clock in the morning but there are going to be meetings at 7 and uh, we're going to need somebody over there to see if we're going to be able to help with the Stampede family and, and bringing the park back I said, so can you make it? And he said, I'm over here. So they had already gotten up and put on their rubber boots and were at the park and looking to see if our equipment and our processes and people could make a difference. And, and we were really, really fortunate that we were our customers allowed us to stop other jobs and bring... Uh, Bring equipment back to Calgary, and so it was. A, it's a community effort. It's not just one company. It's the collaboration, the cooperation, the community-minded spirit of saying we want that to happen for Calgary, and uh, you know, giving us some relief on other contracts and letting us bring the people and equipment together to really work quite hard and uh, work with Stampede volunteers, and, and it was possible. And I think we had a great Stampede, and if, if you were there, you wouldn't have even hardly noticed that just. Twelve days later that uh, it was a wash in uh, trash debris and, and mud, and so I think it was a, it was a great outcome
0: so you got to wear your newly found cowboy hat and boots i hope
1: well now i 've been wearing cowboy boots long before I got here I, so I, uh, I I did enjoy going and uh, mike Casey uh, bob thompson Vern kimball the the whole uh, senior team there just fantastic and 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 it is a thrill I mean we were in the saddle dome and had a chance to be in there to see the the damage in the water and then to go back to a concert i slipped over to watch uh, the zach brown band another good georgia boy Um, and uh you know went over to see keith urban and and it just was for some people you just see a concert and i see a project right i look at it and i go i know what it looked like and i know what uh, a community coming together and a commitment to uh, rebuilding a facility and getting back online like uh uh, they did for the Saddle Dome. is just is fantastic. I mean, it just it was it's more fun for me than anybody there.
0: Now, John, your company obviously is not just locally based here in Calgary. Would you mind sharing about its growth as a firm and also how you have uh, the opportunity to help in many communities?
1: Well, we we are uh, located across uh, most Western Canada, ranging from from Hamilton uh, over in Ontario to all the way to Vancouver and up to Yellowknife. Uh, We also have facilities throughout the United States from San Diego to Pennsylvania. Um, And and in all the cases, we're really working on environmental services or the, the proper handling of waste associated with the energy industry. Uh, we handle a lot of the mining reclamation here in Canada, so you'd see us up at Giant Mine and Yellowknife and Sheridan and other other mines throughout the country. And so, our, you know, our goal is really to try to repurpose property so that it can be returned for general use by by all citizens. And uh, we we work with companies that have that commitment to sustainability and and uh, help them with their their commitments so they can meet their objectives to shareholders and to the public as well.
0: I think you have a very unique point of view as a CEO because you call your people your people, and I think that's very beautiful. Do you mind expanding your leadership in that regard?
1: Well, you know, I don't know that I'm much of a leader. I I tell people that I do things for people because I care. So we often talk about, you know, what's your culture, and and you never go and tell people what your actual culture is. I, I do things because I love people, right? I care about people in general. And so I think if, uh, if you truly love people, even when you have to do tough things, whether it be layoffs or if you have to, to terminate people during downturns, that you can do it with dignity and respect. And if you think about it as people you care about, you behave differently than if you do, if you do not. And so I, you know, I, I'd hope that you know one of the legacies that I might be able to leave for a company is a company where uh, you judge my motivation and not necessarily what I do. Because sometimes I have to do things that are unpleasant, but the uh, the intent and the respect for others uh, of all peoples is there. And so I, I have a. I think I'd I'd love to have a company that had a great respect, and great uh, commitment to to being, you know, creating joy in the lives of everyone.
0: Now another group that I know you love are the young, and I'd like to talk about your 4-H work as well.
1: Well, the fact that I have white hair shouldn't discourage you. I'm still just a little boy. <laughs> um, I have the curiosity of a six-year-old. I still I wired a circuit at home the other night to uh, make a noise that sounded like a woodpecker. Uh, why I did that I, I can't really explain, but uh, I I love youth and curiosity, and uh, the, you know, the, and as a result of that, I've gotten involved with the 4-H groups here in Uh, in the area and uh, and particularly in Alberta and each year since I've been here I do the interviews for scholarships with a number of other volunteers to uh, to help choose the kids that are going to receive 4-H scholarships and I'm probably the the odd guy because it's ag related and they normally ask questions around feed to gain ratios and calving process and birth weights for calves and and I ask questions like who's your hero and and why And what characteristics make that person your hero? And uh, it turns out here that uh, first year that I did that, I'd say almost 90% answered their fathers. And one of the greatest answers I've ever gotten to a question, I said, why is your dad your hero? And she said, you know where we live, which is up near Drake Valley? She said, "Uh, if my dad tells you something's going to be done and shakes your hand, you don't need a contract. And you go, those are the kinds of kids that you want in companies like Tervita, because those are the ones that, that are committed to what they say that they're going to do, and they get it done. And so it, it's really it starts at home, and you, we've got great families here in Alberta and it's in western Canada, and as a result, we've got great kids coming up.
0: Our thanks to John Gibson of Tervita for guesting with us on the program today. For more on Macmillan Estate Planning's life and legacy approach, we welcome you to visit our website at MacmillanEstate.com.
1: This is The Strong Room.